0: A census taker once tried to test me. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti.
1: Scream 101. I'm Brennan Klein,
2: and I'm Shannon Chalakian. And this episode, we're focusing on Science of the Lambs. Um, but we have a special guest. Brennan, why don't you introduce our special be- special guest?
1: I would like to introduce you all. Please give a warm Scream 101 welcome to my very own personal boyfriend. His name is Sergio, and he's right here on my side. Here you go. Hello. All
3: right. Hello. Greetings from California.
1: <laughs> Let's allow you to meet Sergio really quick. Sergio, would you like to explain what you are, and also detail a couple of the films that I made you watch over the course of our longevity career? All right. So my name is Sergio. Um, I've been dating Brennan
3: for about two and a half years now. I think. Oh my god. Um, we have seen such delights as the Chucky franchise, the Scream franchise, Friday the Thirteenth franchise. Uh, we've seen like. I'm a, a franchise whore. Yeah, we've seen a bundle of. Uh, international horror together uh what was that one movie you made me see like the bird with the crystal plumage yes
1: he fell asleep during that one
3: um what was suffering is good for pleasure
1: that was bloody moon okay um Candyman? What, candy
3: yeah oh i love the Candyman series i had to thank you for that one
1: you're uh, welcome what's what's the least favorite movie that it made you watch
3: that would have to be um let me think
1: oh uh, oh uh that movie american gothic what it was so good you, you also boring. fell asleep you during saw that a boom
3: movie. mic during that movie That's
1: yeah bad during one shot i'm used to more okay anyway moving on let's go on into our 10 words or less reviews shannon what do you have to contribute today
2: i only have one film and ironically i had uh watched it with the two of you i walked in on it um and we watched whiplash and my 10 words or less review is it was so stressful i had to leave the room which is completely true.
1: <laughs> which ties into my 10-word review for Whiplash, which is visually kinetic performance film not suitable for Shannon's everywhere. All right. Um, all of my 10-word reviews actually tie in with movies that I've seen with either of you, so I'll let Sergio go ahead and I'll chime in on the ones that he talks about too.
2: Sounds great.
3: All right, so my 10-word review for House of Wax is Paris Hilton carries the dead cast in her groundbreaking performance.
1: And... My addition to that hilarious review is the villain is Tommy Wiseau's Doppelganger. Anything for my Paris. And one of my reviews is also Ex Machina, which is a
3: movie about artificial intelligence has me deleting my porn history.
1: And my review for Ex Machina is in the future, you can bang Surrey. Chilling tech suspense. And that's it for our 10 words or less reviews. Let's move on into the discussion of The Silence of the Lambs.
2: Sergio's uh, 10 words or less reviews were actually better than any of mine have been. They're like more structured. They were really good. Mine
1: are typed out, so they're really more
2: structured. He's
1: very prepared. That's
2: true. I I just shoot from the hip, folks. Um, Anyway, so before we head to our discussion, I need to say the disclaimer that there will be spoilers because we (gasps) are a review podcast, so I don't know what you would be expecting if if there weren't spoilers.
1: Spoiler, Jodie Foster is in this movie.
2: All right. So why don't you uh, tell us what uh, this movie's all about, Brennan?
1: Yeah. The plot, as read from the MGM DVD release, is, A psychopath named Buffalo Bill is murdering young women across the Midwest. Believing it takes one to know one, the FBI sends agent Clarice Starling to interview a demented prisoner who may provide clues to the killer's actions. That prisoner is psychiatrist Dr. Hannibal Lecter, a brilliant diabolical cannibal who agrees to help Starling only if she'll feed his morbid curiosity with details about her own complicated life. As their relationship develops, Starling is forced to confront not only her own hidden demons, but also an evil so powerful that she may not have the courage or strength to stop it. It sounds like a soap opera, kind of.
2: Hmm. I think it was a soap opera.
1: It was a delightful soap
3: opera.
1: With gore.
2: So so for our discussion, um, we would like to remind all of you that we rate our ratings on a f- five-point Likert scale, starting with scariness, one to five on screams, campiness, one to five on perms, gore, one to five on severed limbs, and quality, one to five on unlucky stars.
1: So let's start with our special guest, Sergio. What would you rate it on scariness?
3: Um, on scariness, I gave it a four. I thought it did a good job of showing how Hannibal can get under your skin, both literally and figuratively. Um, there was this one sitting at the beginning of the movie where the uh, head of the asylum, uh, what's his name again? Dr. Chilton. Chilton. Yeah. Um, he shows Jodie Foster a picture of what Hannibal did to a nurse. And we never get to see what's on that picture. And I really want to see what's on that picture. But I mean, I see why they didn't show us. So we know, like, we're more afraid of what he could have done instead of what he actually did.
1: Yeah, what you don't see is scarier. Yeah, exactly.
2: I voted, I rated uh, three out of five screams. Um, it was definitely one of those movies that you're like, yelling at the screen saying things like stay out of the closet or don't go down there like you know he's right behind you that sort of thing and it's not in a in a um bad way it's a it's a honest concern for the character and even though there wasn't like a classic like jump scares and things like that it was scary and stressful enough so that's my rating
1: and I rated it four out of five screams just like Sergio it's again it's one of those movies that's more of a psychological thriller so it's more stressful than it is like boo scary which is awesome like it's actually quality scares um there's a lot of really intense performances like Jordy foster is constantly holding back tears and it's just really kinetic just meaty performance it's great
2: so moving on to campiness i rated it uh two out of five perms i mean it was in eighty. Uh, it was not in 89 it was in 91 91 thank you brennan it was in 91 so we are we have now um you know, breach the threshold of the 90s. And the only thing that is wonderful about this film, as far as campiness goes, are the power suits. Uh-huh. I loved all mm-hmm. the women power suits and, the, and really the call out to it. It was a, a constant in the entire film, especially because the killer was actually making a power suit of his own, but out of women's bodies. So uh-huh. um, that's what I'm voting on campiness just because of the suits.
1: What would you vote, Sergio?
3: Um, I started off giving it a zero, but like after doing some soul searching. I bumped it up to like a one and a 1.5 perms because I liked how Hannibal just constantly made fun of Clarice's outfit choices. Like he hated her shoes. He hated her, what did he call her? Her outfit it was like um, dollar bit store or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Um, and then I also liked Catherine uh, and her
1: little quips from the hole. About- yeah. Um, Catherine Martin is the girl who's trapped in the bottom of the pit in Buffalo Bill's lair.
2: Yeah. That's right. I also loved that. Loved him picking out those little things about her clothing. So it reminded me of like Legally Blonde, where the guy's like, don't you dab your little, you know, last season yeah. <laughs> t- Prada shoes at uh-huh. me, honey. You know, it was like that, like Hannibal Lecter was doing that every single time that they were in the room together. And it was hilarious.
1: Legally Cannibal. And I voted it uh, one out of five perms just because it's it's a, it's a more serious movie. It's actually good. But I did enjoy the scene where um, Dr. Chilton torments Hannibal by playing a gospel television station really loud. Like, that was really entertaining. Brennan
2: loves his gospel TV.
1: I do. Yeah, I talked about it in shock. Yeah, too. Yeah, you did. It's just, it's a classic, really. And also, I like that um, Clarice needed help opening this big uh, door at the uh, storage unit. And the guy who owned the storage unit, he's like, "Well, I do have my big burly driver here, but he detests physical labor, so you have to figure it out for yourself." And I was like, "What the hell, man? Just help her out!"
2: Right? But she figured it out, though. She, she got did. her jack and jacked it up. All right, moving on to Gore. Sergio, would you would you rate it?
3: Um, I gave it a pretty high rating in comparison to what I know Brennan's gonna give it. Uh-huh. Um, I gave it I've four seen a lot. severed limbs. Uh, it doesn't. I know it doesn't hold a candle to like things from Eli Roth. But given the fact that this was made in the 90s, and I'm sure the MPAA limited them, uh, they showed what they could. Oh, also, that one scene with the two prison guards, I was completely freaked out about that scene. Oh, yeah. Like, I know it was unrealistic for him to, like, get the streamers in there, whatever he did, but it was good.
1: It, it, was, it was a really pretty shot, so I think he knew it was worth it. And I rated it 2 out of 5 severed limbs, because most of it is tastefully off-screen. But what is there is actually super realistic. It's very good corpse gore and it's not like the oh I think Shen's gonna bring this up too but it's not like the plasticky 80s stuff where it's like um visceral but not really real like it was very kind of gritty and realistic and it was awesome and it feels more impactful because of what you can't see it's kind of like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre in that way
2: yeah I rated it three out of five uh you definitely there's no craven in this at all obviously um there's no like limbs being pulled apart or or things just feeling like like they're made of plastic like the plasticity that uh, brennan was talking about but the FX were great especially i mean that entire scene where um they kind of did the switcheroo where hannibal Lecter is wearing the other guy's face is phenomenal and, and um because it really looks like like he's just been eaten to bits and you find out that it's even worse than that and he is a uh, has really slashed it open and then worn him as a suit. Which I think plays back also to him, to to the other...
1: The whole suit undertone. Yeah, the entire Mm -hmm.
2: suit thing. There's a suit thing going on. I feel like it's very like true identity taboo. Um, Uh But yeah, three out of five. Some great stuff. Some good blood effects. It was all great. On to quality.
1: Yeah, I would rate it five out of five unlucky stars. Maybe not the strongest five I've ever seen, more like a like if we were on the ten scale, which I use on my blog, like nine out of ten. But it's a really powerful film. It's about staring at evil in the face to try to prevent another evil. And there's a lot of really cool undertones about like, um Jodie Foster's character, Clarice, is constantly under male surveillance. Like she's surrounded by big burly men who just want to be predators to her, and it's about her facing that in her work life and in her real life and overcoming it and it's really cool.
2: Yeah, I gave it a, I gave it a 4 out of 5 which I know is higher than the rest of my scores and generally I just add them all together, but it's because of things like that. Like this this film was so good other than the gore, the campiness, the scariness and that isn't the, the sole part of the film um brendan was telling me you know this last week that there have only been so many horror films nominated for for um best picture and that this one won and it was significant and i can see why because it's a lot more than just what people assume horror films would be it's very very complex
1: and what would you rate it sergio um i gave it 4.5 out of 5 so i'm
3: right in between like the okay both of you. um the only reason it's not a five is because it's not gone girl that's <laughs> Yeah, that's way more my speed than anything else. Um, but I do like this movie, that it's a mixture of horror, thriller, there's some drama, there's some comedy that lets you unclench your butt cheeks at the right moment. It's all um, suit-related
1: comedy, yeah. though.
3: Well, it's great. I love suits. I'm all about suits. Suit up, people. Um, and yeah, it, you get really involved, you develop strong emotions for the characters, you love Jodie Foster, you are afraid of Hannibal, and you just do hate the that guy. Chilton. 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 There you go. Not Clinton. Chilton.
2: Yeah, they see me in that suit with that red tie tied up.
1: I would like you to note that Shannon just quoted Pitbull on our podcast. Uh, this is Shannon's last episode. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, Shannon. Have a great <laughs> I wonder life. why I even know that phrase, Brennan. I, I don't recall playing that song 90 times in a row in my car. Goodbye. Uh. So, Shannon, what's your champion dialogue?
2: Oh, my champion dialogue. So um, you're in a situation where Buffalo Bill has captured the daughter of a politician, and she's down in this pit. Um, and she's, she found a way to, like, capture his little dog. What is the dog's name? Delicious? Precious? Precious?
1: Based on the novel Precious. *Push* by Sapphire.
2: Oh, uh, of course. The same, okay. Um, Precious, his little white dog, uh, Buffalo Bill comes over, and this happens.
0: Hey, don't you hurt my dog! Don't you make me hurt your dog!
2: Anyway, I really just like the dialogue because, um, you know, for her being, they have some really great things with the women in, in, in this movie. There's not very many. There's two with, with a couple side characters just added for effects, but um, both of them are very uh, strong-willed, and even in, in desperate situations, they find ways of, uh, you know, figuring figuring out the next step, which I think was really cool, and I think that the way that she said the, the set of the line was just super funny.
1: Yeah. And Sergio, what was your champion dialogue? Um, so my favorite champion
3: dialogue is like Shannon's. Uh, it's when Catherine's in the hole and then she's trying to contact Precious. And based so on she,
1: the novel pushed by Sapphire.
3: Yes, based on the novel pushed by Sapphire. And so she says. Precious. Are you up there, you little s***? Um, which, Ca- uh, which I believe that Catherine is channeling Judy Bloom's character, Margaret, in her doubting of God and a higher power. Uh, but the makers of the movie make you think she's talking to Buffalo Bill's dog. But we literary
1: professionals know the truth that she's talking to God and there's no question about it. It's true. You just got film analysis to people. This is why we bring Sergio places. My favorite champion dialogue is Hannibal Lecter discussing the fate of one of his patients who got decapitated. And this is what he says. If you didn't kill him, then who did, sir? Who can say? Best thing for him, really. His therapy was going nowhere. And I think that would contribute heavily to my my personal campiness score if we're talking about, like, Kind of humorous, but still vaguely evil and terrifying things to say. That is my choice. So, Sergio, what's your favorite character?
3: Um, my favorite character. It might surprise you. Is Doctor Frederick Chilton. Um, I know he's the worst, but every time he's on screen, you just have this guttural reaction to hate him, and I find that fascinating. Uh, We all need a scapegoat, and we all need someone to hate. I also like how he's a foil character to Hannibal. You never really know what's going on inside Hannibal's mind or know what he's plotting but for chilton it's kind of
1: the op- uh, the opposite you just
3: can count on him to be the worst
1: that's true i think and i think chilton is there so you kind it kind of humanizes hannibal, or um, hannibal a little bit because you feel a little bad for hannibal because of how he's been treated which makes you doubt everything you've ever felt in your entire life because he's the most evil creature that's ever existed on this planet totally that's true. and so shannon who was your favorite character
2: so my favorite character, I don't recall even having him a, a name, but he's the guy who essentially works at the gate, um, before the kind of like the death row of psychopaths. I
1: think his name is Barney. Barney, or maybe? I don't know. He's I a don't big know. purple dinosaur.
2: Yeah. He's mm-hmm. he's this great guy, especially because like he he lives down with the worst possible people, you know, works there all the time, and yet he greets um Clarice with a smile and with like really nice com- nice kindness, and then even instills her with a little bit of confidence before she treks out into the row. So I think that um, that was like really simple and subtle. And I loved Hannibal Lecter's character and Clarice, but I feel like that was just like a good touch.
1: Yeah, that was a... Uh, he was an alternate for my favorite character. My personal favorite character is Catherine Martin, the girl who's trapped down in the pit. And she's just... She's a cool lady. Like I'd want to hang out with her. She has great taste in music. She's listening to Tom Petty on the car ride to being kidnapped. She actually is the first of Buffalo Bills victim. Buffalo Bills victim. Oh my God! Buffalo Bills victims to actually come up with a pretty solid escape plan. And I feel like if Jodie Foster hadn't shown up to save her, she probably could have figured it out on her own.
2: Yeah, totally. She would have. She would have done something. Totally. Yeah.
1: I mean, she might not have been able to get out of the pit, but she could have gotten advantage of for buffalo bill mm-hmm. she, would have, she would have gone down without a fight yeah i'm yelling timber okay thank you it's another pitbull song yes, it is. Th- uh, this is my last episode thank you so all no. right i'm here to take over thank you <laughs> okay sergio what was your favorite scene uh, my favorite scene is when catherine
3: decides oh it's at the beginning uh when catherine decides to be a good samaritan and help the stranger who we know is buffalo bill uh move a couch in the middle of the night <laughs> uh into an unassuming as you white do. van. Uh, and it's it's what happens is what you expect to happen. Uh, natural selection is at work right there <laughs> because he clonks her on the head, and, uh, you know, he takes her. He takes her for his own, and I love that scene.
2: So Sergio says, don't be a good Samaritan ever. It will get you killed. Well, okay, not in the, in the middle of the thing. night. Hmm? Okay, you two.
1: <laughs> so what was your favorite scene, Shannon?
2: So my favorite scene was um, kind of the entire sequence where they realize that Hannibal Lecter is, has escaped because now... You know they've got the two police officers that, that that one of which is alive, so they're taking him to the hospital. Come to find out that's Hannibal wearing the face of the of the uh, police officer. Um, the other one is upstairs, uh, or not upstairs, on top of the elevator, dripping blood down. I mean, it was just like a very cool, very choreographed um, sequence, and it was a uh, really entertaining and, and kind of kept you on, your, on the edge of your seat. Meanwhile, Clarice is with Buffalo Bill, so that was a uh, that was crazy.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, and my favorite scene was when Jodie Foster calls her boss and she's like, I think I'm on the track of Buffalo Bill. And he's like, it's cool. We found him. Just keep on doing your thing down there. And so it intercuts the FBI outside of this one house that they believed to be Buffalo Bill's. And it's cutting back and forth to um, Buffalo Bill in his dungeon and the doorbell's ringing. And he's like, oh, what's up there? I don't know how he talks. He doesn't talk like a normal human being, but when he answers the door, it turns out it's Jodie Foster, and you're, you're led to believe that it's the FBI ringing the doorbell, but it's Jodie Foster, and you're like, oh no, please be safe, Jodie.
2: Like, run, Jodie, run.
1: <laughs> exactly. All right, so it's time to move on into our games. This is why Sergio came on. I know he's excited.
3: I am. What do you have planned for us today, Brendan?
1: I have planned for us some very special stuff, so get ready. Okay, this name actually came from Sergio for the next game. It's called Counting Sheep and it's a new game for this podcast. It's number-related questions about the Silence of the Lambs. So what's going to happen is Shannon and Sergio are, it's kind of like a buzzer-based question, so you're going to um, press the buzzer, and whoever gets it first gets to answer the question. So say if Shannon presses the buzzer, if she guesses the exact right answer, she gets two points. But if she guesses the wrong answer, Sergio also submits an answer, and whoever is closest gets one point. Does that make sense? Yes. No, but we'll see who wins. Yeah, just, just do the buzzer thing. I'll figure out the points. All right, thank you. All right. So our first question is, what year was The Silence of the Lambs released? Okay, so uh, Shannon, for that one. 91. Correct. Yes. You get two points. Well, I would have been wrong anyway,
3: so congrats, Shannon.
2: Uh, thanks. What were you going to guess? I was going to say 90. Oh, I'm sorry. are close.
1: Okay. How many women did Buffalo Bill kill? All right, Sergio. Was it five? No. Shannon, what's your answer? Fourteen. Well, Sergio was closer because he killed six. Okay. So Sergio mm-hmm. gets one point. Next question. How many days, or for how many days, were women trapped in Buffalo Bill's lair? That was Shannon first. What's your answer? Three days. Yes, you get two points. All right, next question. How many movies and TV shows feature Hannibal Lecter? Shannon? Four? Four? That's incorrect. Sergio? Is it five? Uh, Sergio's closer because it's six. Yay. Five is my lucky number. Um, All right. How many Academy Awards did the Silence of the Lambs win? Sergio? Was it two? No, you're incorrect, Shannon.
2: Was it three?
1: No, but you're closer because it was five, Sergio's lucky number. All right. Um, For how many minutes was Hannibal Lecter on screen? Sergio, might as well guess five. He was on for a little more than that, Shannon.
2: Uh, I'm gonna say 35.
1: Um, Shannon's closer because he was on for 24 minutes and 52 seconds, so you get one point. All right. Um, What size dress does Catherine Martin wear? (laughs) That was Shannon. I'm sorry, Sergio. You gotta be faster. 14. Yeah. Oh, she's eating it up in the points right now. Maybe I should change this game. Um,
2: (laughs) I I like numbers.
1: Yeah. How old was Clarice Starling when her father died? Shannon? Ten. She was ten.
2: Yes. Don't mess with me in numbers.
1: All right. And on what floor did Hannibal fire a gun when escaping his cell? Sergio? The roof? No, it's a number. Oh, the third floor? No. I'm sorry. (laughs) Shannon? The fifth floor. It was the fifth floor? He was stuck on the third floor. You're missing out on your numbers. (laughs) Whatever. Okay, um, how many metal bars cover Hannibal's mouth in his famous mask? <laughs> Shannon. Three. Yes, you're yes. right. So our current standing is Shannon is at 12 points and Sergio is at two. All
0: right, whatever.
1: But we've got a chance to bring it around because we have another game. Also, I forgot to mention, whoever loses this game has to finish the podcast with Jodie Foster's accent from this movie. First of all,
2: excellent. Second of all, that's cruel to not say the consequences prior to introducing yeah. the games. We'll edit it later. But either way, it's great.
1: <laughs> it's the the lisping West Virginian accent. And I feel like you should have been devoted enough to the games to be doing it already. So That's true. All right. This next game is bringing back a game we played last week called The Devil's Advocate.
2: Which is adapted from the now streaming podcast starring Andrew Furtado. And Brennan was on it a couple weeks ago, so you should check it out.
1: It was really fun. So what we're doing is I have three movies um, on this list, and the movie pool that we're pulling from is movies that I have made Sergio watch with me. So here is a list of that to kind of help out as a cheat sheet that you guys can share between you. I sorry, I only have one. He's he's but seen, seen the
2: seen
3: movies. Them. You've been. I there. haven't seen the the movies. This is the
1: movies. Sergio round. So I pulled quotes from three god awful one star reviews for these movies. Um, if you get it right, the first quote, you get three points. If you get it right in the second quote, you get two points. If you get it right in the third quote, quote you get one point. And they get easier as they go along. So are you ready? Yep. Yeah, All right. Yes. This very first film, um, the first review comes from Terry Third on IMDb. For the easily frightened dweeb in your life. On a regular basis, I flush things that are more frightening than this film. If you're scared by this movie make sure you never watch rudolph the red-nosed reindeer or that abominable snowman will give you nightmares for weeks there's not even any stylishly dark humor in this film unless you count the fact that it's more likely to make you laugh than have any other impact on you sorry that one wasn't so specific but i just liked that quote a lot
2: so get it wrong and then the next one will probably have the title of it in it
1: it will be better
3: um i don't know Acres.
1: No, Shannon. Do you have a guess, or do you, do, do you want to just move on?
2: Uh, Jeepers creepers too.
1: No. Okay. All right. Number two. One of the worst movies I've ever watched, next to Flashdance and Breakfast at Tiffany's. Only upside was part of the soundtrack. Can't believe I was terrified of dolls up to the moment I watched it. Shannon. Chucky. There are six Chucky movies. Which one would you like to choose?
2: The the oh yeah, they're not even called Chucky. Oh, I have seen the first three those. aren't um child's play child's play
1: i'm sorry that was incorrect sergio do you have a guess
3: um i do not is it child's play 2
1: no it's not let's move on to the next one for one point it's from lisa schwartzbaum on entertainment weekly this fourth upchucking of cartoonish gore leans heavily on self-referential gags
2: yes is it is it child's play 4 that's not a movie What's that
3: called? I can't finish the quote, Shannon.
1: Among among the hardy-har names dropped by the villains as they terrorize full-lipped teens are Jerry Springer, Barbie, Ted Bundy, Jeffrey Dahmer, and ooh, scariest of all, Martha Stewart.
3: Um, is it Bride of Chucky?
1: Yes, it's Bride of Chucky. This game is against me. Okay, well, okay, look, Sergio has three points and you have 12 points, so you're doing okay.
2: I love when I get Brennan Huffy because he's like, okay, well, okay,
1: and... Whatever, man. I'm just being cool. Alright, this next movie, um, the first review is from Juan Jose Flores on IMDb. Screams and bumpy camera, that's all this movie is about. After the first 30 minutes, I knew the only thing I would like about this movie was that it ended, so I watched it until the end.
2: That's a horrible reason to continue watching a movie.
1: It really is. Because all movies end. <laughs> Unless it's your life. But that ends too. I'm so sorry. It got sounded. Or does it? Is okay. it Dude Bro Party Massacre 3? No. Did you listen to the whole thing? No listen, listen with
0: you. um, mm, um <laughs> i'm it, sorry I didn't make you so hard is it
2: i still know what you did last summer
1: no it's not all right next question it's from disfigurator on imdb this film has four good things in it protagonist's breast last antagonist visual aesthetics of the last place the end credits the rest is made of idiocy in style of blair witch project
3: was it the bay
1: it was not which I loved and Sergio hated, so I would not have put it on there. Because I don't want it to be maligned any more than it already has been.
2: Mm, There's not a Blair Witch Project 2. Um, mm-hmm.
1: We haven't watched it.
2: Okay. This Blair Witch Project, is it like... Mm, don't yeah, I think that's what I was thinking. Do you watch that movie? What's it called? Wreck? Not, not, well, it could be Wreck, but that's not the one of what I was thinking about. And I can't remember what it's called.
1: Give me a hint,
2: it uh it takes place in like new york city and lizzie kaplan's in it i oh,
1: wouldn't see that oh, that's cloverfield
2: cloverfield i like the movie okay so is it rec
1: it is oh rec thanks, right <laughs> thanks Sergio! thanks sergio i'm so sorry you're not supposed to help your contestants whatever i mean the odds are against me right now okay fine this final film the first review comes from renato on amazon terrible just terrible the girl in the beginning i'm so happy she died she can't act the same applies to the other actors and actresses during the first 15 minutes i had to stop couldn't go past 15 minutes
2: see now that's how you properly leave a film
1: yeah you actually stopped it's like i knew it was gonna end so i did it
2: Hmm. first girl okay first girl was bad oh was it scream
1: it is not scream sergio okay. um uh, is it Candyman? it's not Candyman. all right to the next one this is from a reviewer I really like, unfortunately, Tim Brayton at Antagony and Ecstasy. A home invasion thriller that very nearly succeeds in making The Purge look good in comparison. Sergio? Is it home um, your next? It is your next. Yay. Sergio gets two points. Yay,
2: four.
3: So that's the
1: end of our games. Sergio is at five points, and Shannon is at 14 points.
2: Yeah. Let's see your Jodie Foster.
1: So, Sergio, let's see your best Jodie Foster.
2: Uh, how's it going,
3: you
1: guys? <laughs> oh All right. I don't know what her accent is. It was like a southern accent with a lisp
3: Um, from West Virginia. Well, all right now. It's like molasses.
1: It's closer. That's good. All right. So, Sergio, what is your recommendation for people who agreed with you about this film? Do I have to do it in the accent? Yes. Yes.
3: All right, and now I recommend Erin Brockovich. It's similar in the sense that it's about a woman using all her resources available to her. Uh, in order to save the lambs, which in Aaron Brockovich is a townspeople, uh, from slaughter, which is big business. Or, I think it's public enterprise in that movie, but whatever. Uh,
1: <laughs> Econ major. Nerd.
3: It also has Julia Roberts. Uh, and who doesn't love it when America's Sweetheart gets down and dirty in the boonies of Bakersfield?
2: Wow, that's actually, your accent is actually pretty good. I'm like, it's it's just, really I'm, good
0: I'm good kind of, of impressed. It's just a bunch of lispings.
1: Maybe I bad. rigged the game so he would lose. I didn't, I promise.
2: I mean, I'm fine with that. You can... You can... Rig it against your boyfriend anytime.
1: All right. So, Shannon, what's your recommendation?
2: So, my recommendation, which is uh, also very scary, is uh, Mona Lisa Smile. Yay! Oh, dear.
1: We're just on the Julia Roberts binge.
2: Yes, we are. Because, first of all, it, it, it's stressful if you're any, any way a woman who doesn't want to be reminded of how women acted in the 50s. Um, but uh, she is great in the same scrappy, do-gooder um, Julia Roberts uh, trying to you know, subside convention and, uh, do what needs to be done in order to, to stick to her guns. So nice. Yeah. All right, Brennan.
1: All right. And my recommendation is I keep making really obvious recommendations, but I really want people to watch movies that are awesome. It's another Oscar nominated horror film. It's the sixth sense from 1999. And it's basically the sixth sense and scream are the reason that I am who I am today. And that's all you need to know. If you haven't seen it, please watch it immediately. All right, and now is the time that we talk about the clues. Um, Because of our new system, we'll be revealing the answer to the clue that we presented a week ago, which will be the film we are discussing next week. And as correctly guessed by Mr. Chalakian and Matt Russell, which I believe are our first correct guesses from anybody who listens to the podcast.
2: Yes, you guys are in the club now. We're going to figure out what the club's name is, but you're in it. So good job. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Next week we will be watching the 1982 slasher Visiting Hours which features William Shatner whose face was used as the inspiration for for Michael Myers' mask. That was the point of the clue. So that one is also on Netflix so again you have no excuse not to watch it with us. And here's the clue for our two weeks from now episode. We'll be starting off our horror classics marathon for October easy with the world's most notorious sequel. You might not like it but don't complain. You can't piss on hospitality. If you end up watching Visiting Hours along with us and you have any comments you want to share, any questions to ask us on the podcast, or any champion dialogues to share, you can bring them to us on Facebook at Scream 101 Podcast, on Twitter at Scream 101 Pod, on email at Scream 101 Podcast.gmail.com. I can't do it. I'm so sorry. And
2: we we, we might feature it on our podcast. Yeah, exactly. You might get to hear the comment that you made or, or the champion dialogue, or maybe we hate you and we won't add it. Yeah. You never know.
1: And we are on iTunes, so please subscribe, rate, and review. It rates us five stars or else it gets the hose again. And Shannon, would you like to share our credits?
2: yes credits uh credits where credits are due um this podcast is produced by myself shannon shalakian and my best friend co-host brennan klein and um, we have some wonderful sound engineering help from our amazing sound engineer lucas kathy and our special guest was a uh, sergio sergio I that way yeah okay that's fine
1: mr surge just sergio the power like serge lieutenant surge perfect and we will be playing you out with american girl by Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Make it last all night Bye.